Hey, buddy. Hey, man. That was a good first hour show with Jay Stevens. Great, great, great talking about that Patriot talk. We did that Patriot talk. It was great. It was amazing. You are such a schmuck, all right? I'm just recapping for the audience just how much of a great, great conversation that was. It it really gets the people going. Yeah, you are, you are, you are really a horrible, horrible human being. Okay. Listen, listen. Before we get T.W. and Brian on, you have your out. Alan Hahn gave you the out. He gave you the out. So. Don't don't go at me. Look at Alan Hart. <laughs> listen, listen. It's it's not my fault. You're just a horrible, horrible human being. So what does that make Alan Hahn? <laughs> Alan Hahn is a great man. He he just tried to uh you know, um I I I, I get why he did it. He uh you know, sometimes you can't take your host hat off, you know? And, uh, it's, it just is, is what it is. And, uh, I, I gotta say, man, a bunch of horrible callers on the Barton Han today, especially that one guy switching voices like that and being two guys like Bruno and Marco, like, what's wrong with you? Like, Jesus Christ, what are we, what are we doing with ourselves? That was terrible. Like, remember, you're only allowed one phone call for the show. The fact that this guy wanted to do trickery was just well. If I'm if I'm Anthony, I now have to have those calls locked to where you have to know the voice. Now, if he's if he's able to truly to truly switch it again, he is he is. The next friend Caliendo. And they didn't obviously sound too far different, like if you rehear it, but different enough to where I I get why he got him, you know? But uh he'll probably never be able to get to get on again now. If if, if, if I was Anthony, I'd I never, never, never put him on again. I agree. But without further ado, let's talk to another good man, Brian K. from the Schmear campaign. Absolutely. Brian, long time, no talk. How has everything been going, man? Hey, you know, just uh, about the same. About the same, James. I'm sorry about your father. I appreciate that, man. I I do miss him, but I do... I'm glad for the condolences. I do appreciate you guys shouting up, giving my dad a major shout out. It, it, it meant so much to me. So thank you again so, so much. Yeah, man, we, we can't even, yeah, we can't even imagine what you must have been going through. You know, it's like, um, it's crazy just because we're, I don't know, it feels like it's never ending. You know, we've been doing this for, I don't even know how long anymore. I'll tell you this, man. Um, when my dad died, um, as, as much as I have been, you know, being strong and hanging in there, 
there are days where I do miss him. If it hasn't felt bad, it like, it's just weird. But at the same time, too, though, like, he ain't suffering. He's in a better place. And um, the fact that I have the strength to move forward and doing the things that I love, like doing this podcast, just to make things that much You probably need some baseball back in your life. I really need anything. I'll take anything, man. Yeah. I, I'll take anything. I, I don't care baseball. I mean, I know the, US, I know the, um, the UFC is on, um, is, is here, but uh, listen, I'll take baseball, I'll take basketball. Dude, I can't wait for NASCAR on Sunday. Are you kidding me? Where, where are they racing? It's in South Carolina. Okay. Yeah, they're all the same. So, like, I don't care, Brian, I don't care where they are. I don't really care what they're doing. The simple fact of the matter is that something that resembles something of normalcy is what I need. So, I will take anything, you know, I will take anything right now. And I can use something right now. So obviously, I want to start off with baseball, and I'm sure you talked about this on your show. The comments made by Blake Snell saying, I'm not going to be playing on a reduced salary, you know, even though this guy signed a, signed a contract extension last off season. What do you think of Blake Snell's comment? You know, it's funny because we didn't, we didn't get to talk about Blake Snell directly, but the one thing I will say is that um, you know, my opinion is is that the sides need to come to an agreement. I don't know who's right. I don't know who's wrong. I don't really care. You know, yeah, the owners are rich, but, you know, so are the players. And, you know, they need to come to some sort of agreement. And I hope that it works and everybody benefit. But um, if they can be playing baseball, yeah, I think that they need to come to an agreement. I don't like, like Snow's comments just because I think that I don't, I don't know if it's a negotiation ploy or like a tactic or if he's just, you know, trying to, um, you know, uh, trying to kind of stir the pot a little bit and, and, you know, get into the news. And the way that I see it is, like, I don't know, you, you put the Tampa Bay. Would you be saying that if you played for the Yankees or the Red Sox or... Uh, the Dodgers, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just a way for him to be relevant, I think. Because otherwise, he's just a, I mean, yeah, he's one of the game's best pitchers, but he's uh, he, like Mike Trout. He, he's basically wasting away in security. I agree. I guess he has more of a presence because of the whole, like, you know, Twitch thing and, and the show. But other than that, I mean, he's a tenth day rate, like, you know. I, I don't have, I, I don't know, it, to me it's just like, it's unnecessary. I put it on my money, it's not my money, so I don't know. It's, it's funny though too, that um, switching gears now, obviously you heard this news about the NFL giving incentives that if, if teams were, if teams were too high a minority coach, they would move up 10 spots in the third round. I think to me, you're 
basically saying that we're going to hire you for the game, not necessarily your merit. Um, what are your thoughts about that? I mean, I agree with you totally. My my thought, and I can't wait to talk about this on Sunday because Tall and I will, uh, you know, we'll really get into this, I'm sure. But my thought, my my general thoughts are that I just don't understand how they could think that that's like a good thing. Like I don't I don't know how teams could say, okay, let's say let's say you're happy, let's say you're. Um, uh, I don't know. Let, let's say you're the New Orleans Saints, right? And you have a coach in Sean Payton, or you are you're Bill Belichick. You're you're the greatest coach of all time. But you know now the Patriots because they want to keep their coach and they want to, um, you know they're they're almost penalized. And I just to me it doesn't really. I don't know why other teams. I understand what the NFL is trying to do. I just can't imagine why other teams would would be okay with this. Like you're basically telling a team that you know what's the difference between four picks? You know the difference between four picks is picking somebody like Tom Brady and and not picking somebody like Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Like it could happen at any point in the draft and. You know, I don't care if it's the sixth round, I don't care if it's the third round, whatever the case may be, I just don't see how it's, for competition's sake, I don't see how it's fair. Yeah, it's it's horrible. It's just, people should get the job based on merit, not because of the color of your skin. And it's a politically correct move that, because they obviously see it's not working, Right. Because many people thought that Eric Bieniemy would have gotten that Giants job, and Joe and a guy who was basically working with wide receivers and kickers got that job, and you know it just is what it is. But like my question is, here is my question: Why would a team that's rebuilding? Right? Like, why would they not just, even if they don't love somebody, why would they not just hire a black candidate and move up three spots in a round, whatever round that might be, as a trial run while you know you're rebuilding, just to say, hey, you know, we we were able to move up a few spots, it didn't work. I don't know if teams would really do that. I think that would be pretty cynical. But, I don't know, to me it's just, you're, you're not... If the NFL really believes that they have a diversity problem, which I'm not, I don't know whether or not they do. I don't really pay attention to stuff like that. If they really think that they have a, a diversity problem, then they need to, then these owners need to step up to the plate and just find the best candidates that are, you know, that are black or, you know, Hispanic or Asian, whatever, whatever their race is, and not move up three spots in the draft, hire them because you think they're the best person. It's a joke. It's another Roger yeah. Goodell just ploy to try to be relevant and woke, and it's just, it's stupid. It's just funny because, you know, you know, trying to be trying to be woke or trying to be stupid leads me to this imbecile known as DeAndre Baker. Now, apparently, DeAndre Baker's attorney is denying the claim saying that he didn't do it, but got, you and I both know how this works. You know, you get your lawyer, and oh, well, you know, he didn't do it. He didn't understand, you know, I am blah, 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 blah. 
Now, obviously, would you call what, what, what the allegations have been saying about DeAndre Baker, about him attempting to rob somebody, would you classify as the dumbest thing anyone could ever do? So here's, that's a perfect way to put it, because, so this, this kid was drafted last month, right? Last um, year. Yeah, he was drafted last year. Last year, 30th overall, the Giants moved up, gave three draft picks for drafted Tiger. Okay, so... I just don't understand how you uh, forget the fact whether they're guilty or not. I'm one of those people like, you know, innocent until proven guilty. So let him have his day in court. But you're an NFL player. Why the fuck are you putting yourself in a situation like that? Like, why are you throwing? It's the same thing with, like, the, the perfect example is always going to be Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez had a. He was going to be one of the greatest tight ends of all time if he wasn't already. And he just, he threw it away. Now, he was obviously, that's obviously an extreme. He was obviously in some pretty bad shit. But the point stands. Like, you know, you've made something of your life. You've gotten out. You know, you've been able to hopefully provide for your, you know, your mom and and your dad and, you know, your, your family. And... For, for, and you do this for what? I just, I don't get it. Well, and what makes it worse is that the dude played in a Super Bowl. The guy scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. This guy was gifted, he was skilled, and if his career, if he didn't do anything stupid, he literally would have been gone down as probably one of the top, he would have been in that top five greatest tight end category of all time, First Battle Hall of Famer, probably some championships because, you know, he's playing with Tom Brady. He definitely would have been in that discussion and he just threw it all the way. Now, according to the report that I just got, the witness are saying that, you know, John's um, corner um, maker says that more really famous for IG claiming that the affidavit the witness named DeAndre Baker is not guilty. We're going we're gonna to see who's right and who's not, but... At the end of the day, um, it's not even if you're guilty or not. That's not what I'm mad about. And like you said, Mike, you're putting yourself in that position. Yeah. Why do you need to put yourself in that dumb position? And to blame, oh, well, it's the Giants. Look, I get it. When you when your organization has not been winning for a while, you're gonna get a lot of shit. Just like when everyone has won the Patriots, it doesn't get talked about like that because when you're winning as much as the Patriots, it doesn't get talked about. When you've been losing as much as the Giants, it's talked about it gets shifted back. But that's not where I'm getting at. Organizations they draft you, yes, because they expect you to do the job, play well, do great, blah blah blah. But the simple fact of the matter is that you put yourself in a position knowing that you're going to be starting on the team, you're needed to be playing, and you put yourself in that position is moronic. That is what's that mind-boggling. That's stupidity. I agree. Now, back to Major League Baseball. Obviously... If the season was to be normal, the Yankees would be playing the Astros. So let me ask you a question. Between the Yankees and Dodgers... Wait, the Yankees will be playing the Astros this weekend? Yeah. Yeah, the Yankees will be playing the Astros. Yeah, they'll be in Houston. 
So I'm going to ask you this baseball question. Who's going to the most pressure to win a championship? The Yankees or the Dodgers? Oh, man. Um, the Yankees, who's under more pressure? I mean, I think the Yankees just because they're the Yankees. Um, the Dodgers, you know, the, the Dodgers can never win a World Series again, and it would be, it would just be what the Yankees, if they never won a World Series again, that would be a shock, you know, like that would shock the world. The Yankees need to win a World Series, and I was talking to my dad about this today, actually. I, you know, I think we actually, I think when this all started, I think we talked about this the first time we were on the podcast, Tom and I, um, or last time we were on, um, if baseball, if baseball has an 82 game season, or they have an 80 game season, or if they have a tournament style play in September to and October, whatever the case may be, I don't care what it is. I want the Yankees to always win. There's no such thing as a cheap championship. It would be unique, and it may have an asterisk next to it, but a win is a win. And then they come back next year feeling even better, and they didn't have to play a whole season doing it. But I think that first first things first, baseball needs to figure out what they're doing. You know? Um, then we can figure out all the World Series talk and, and all that. But I think the Yankees are always under more pressure to win. I agree. Uh, another thing that, that gets swept under the rug is the fact that we're talking about the Dodgers and they trade for Mookie Betts. Wouldn't that be another pressure on them because there's no really guarantee that the Dodgers are going to lose by Mookie Betts and they have, I guess, an easier chance of getting to the world, the, the world series because the National League is a little bit more wide open. So once you have more pressure on them to win, knowing that they need to restart and move. No, because I think Mookie, I think if you're the Dodgers, you have to assume that, you know, there was a chance that Mookie wasn't going to come back. But, um, yeah, from a fan standpoint, I think you want that championship this year, or, or at least a chance of some kind of championship with Mookie, knowing that he could just go right back to the Red Sox and, you know, like it was nothing or anything, you know. Um, but I think that when it comes to, I guess when it comes to Mookie, it's just different because he was such a big name. But I, I think anytime you trade for a big player, you expect to. You expect to be in the running. Now, the one thing that I will take issue with is that in, let's say it's an 82-game season. Let's say it starts July 4th and we have an 82-game season. If you think that the National League is wide open, you're mistaken. The NL East is going to be tough, man, especially in a shortened season. You know, imagine a young juggernaut team, even like the Marlins, um... Not, I'm not saying that they're going to contend, but they're going to make it problematic for some teams. And it's going to be all, you know, it's going to be regional. It's going to be, you know, so yeah, the Dodgers may get to the playoffs, but there are some really good teams in the National League. And we don't even know what the leagues are, we don't even know what the league is going to look like. You know, we don't know exactly how they're going to do it. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I mean, think about it. You're, you're possibly going to have, 
the Yankees, Astros, ALCS, and Miami. Like, <laughs> how how weird would that be? Now, obviously, a lot of Yankee fans, if there's if there's fans, and I'm hoping at that point in October, there's fans in the stadium, so that would benefit the Yankees. Listen, I think that there, I think we will get to a point where there's some. Fans, we're not. There will not be fifty thousand screaming fans at oh, any point this season at Yankee Stadium no. or anywhere. You know, you'll be lucky. You'll be lucky to get ten, fifteen thousand people into Yankee Stadium. I would think. Well, well, for football, they were thinking fifteen thousand, maybe spread out. So yeah, I think that I think that makes sense. So if most baseball stadiums hold, you know, forty-eight. 47,000, so you could easily do 15 to 20 in some stadiums. You know, you, you just spread it out between field, mezzanine, loge, and, yeah, and upper deck. And then, and then if, and then if anything, because there's no one allowed to go to the concession stands, you make it to where you can put seats to where people would normally be walking. Like, like in Yankee Stadium, they have they have a little picnic area. You can put one person per table, so you so so that would be considered, I guess, standing room. Yeah, but, I'm sure they're all gonna. You know, come, I'm sure they're gonna come up with some kind of system like that. They have to. Yeah, right. they have, and I can also I can also see football doing something something similar that. That they're gonna do, you know, to to um what the people start. So I can see like you know, I I can I I can I can see I Super Bowl than that, especially once we get to like August when the preseason is gonna start. I mean, surely they're gonna we're gonna reopen starting Tuesday, so a lot of teams can start opening up their facilities. You can see voluntary workouts. A lot of the other states have their stay-at-home orders. Um, you see, you see places like Tampa are going to start to open up bars pretty soon, and the gym's going to be opening up pretty soon. And there's been data reported saying that since phase one has been started, um, a number of hospitalizations of the coronavirus have gone down significantly. So there's that. So there's a lot of good news, and I and I just got this from, you know. From, from Governor Robert Santos, that since Florida entered phase one on May 4th, ICU hospitalizations for COVID patients are down 21%, and they and ventilators are used by COVID patients down 32%. So, there was a video going around yesterday. Um, I'm I'm not sure exactly what state it was in, but a bar opened for the first time, and just from the five seconds the video was video was playing for. It was packed like yeah. the coronavirus has never happened. And that's going to be a big, big problem. People were on top of each other. They were standing around next to each other. They, they were dancing I together. Pictures, I saw pictures on the Upper East Side tonight of, of that. Thing. I mean, listen, it was beautiful here today. So I understand why people want to get out. Um, but it was like that, you know, it's like that everywhere. And yeah, we're, we're going to see if it's going to come back to bite us. You know, we'll see. But I just want to make one point real quick on the NFL. Um, you know, NFL stadiums are going to be easier to, um, to stagger people. Oh, of course. They're all like, you know, they're all like 
forget the fact that they're bigger. Just the bowl system, you know, the, the three levels of bowls in most NFL stadiums, it's just going to make it so much easier to get. It may not, it may not be more people. It's just going to be an easier time getting people into the stadiums. And with the suites too, for every stadium, you could probably still have 15 to 20 people per suite. They, they just have to make sure there's no more than 10 and 10, like, 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 like you would have 10 people in the seats outside of the suite. And then, and then you could have 10 people know. inside eating. And then they, and then, and then they change it out. That might be too, maybe, I can see stadiums not allowing suites because it's just too many people congregating in one place. Even if it is 10 people, I don't know if the suites are big enough to, you know, enforce a social distancing policy. Mean, that'll, be, that'll be interesting to watch. Well, well James, you've been at the Sweden, you, you, you've been at the Sweden Yankee Stadium, right? If, mm-hmm. if, because with the videos, right, 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 that Joe's always puts out, you always see people sitting, and then there's an inside area. So with a suite like that, couldn't there easily be ten sitting in the seats, and then ten inside? I don't think it's as easy as you think it is, because again, it's like an enclosed space. It would be like going into a restaurant. Like it's just, you know, I don't think you're gonna. I don't think you're gonna see it. Like, unless there's a strict policy in place where it's, like, no more than five to ten people total, not just in the seats and then in the suite, like, I'm talking about total, the entire suite, inside and outside, that's the only way that that's going to work. Now, another thing, another thing to keep an eye on is that I think they're gonna, probably going to have to reduce the, the pricing of tickets because if you're going to have probably, like, less than 10,000 people at a stadium, you're going to have to reduce the ticket. And I heard about, because of the fact that you need to make, if you want to bring, if fans are going to enter, you're going to have to find a way to make it affordable. I'm not saying like... Why though? Because they they already lost money, so you're not... Why would you lessen tickets? You're you're lessening the amount of people going in. But you could still keep bleachers, thirty dollars. You you could still keep legends, one one hundred and ten. It's just less people. So why would they have to change? Uh, my prediction is that the face value of the tickets don't change at all, and the secondary market prices skyrocket. Otherwise, face value they're going to stay the same. They should. Yeah, they're not. They, um, it would be bad business and bad PR for them to raise ticket prices after all of this. It would be it would just be bad business. So they'll go, they'll make sure that they sell out the amount of tickets that they have, and then the people that want to make money on it, they'll go make it on StubHub. I think that we won't see fully, like, you know, I don't think we're going to see fully fans until 2021 after Super Bowl. Like, you're not going to see, like, a whole bunch of a whole bunch of fans until you know until 2021 at the Super Bowl. 2021 at the Super Bowl. Unless yeah. there's a vaccine, you will not see that many fans at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, we just hope by that time there will be a vaccine. 
Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm being realistic. Like, unless there has to be a vaccine. Until there's a vaccine, you will not see sold out stadiums. I don't care if it's the Super Bowl or the World Series or anything else. It's not going to happen. Fair enough. That's a fair point. Um, now, obviously, this Sunday um, is, is, the, is the series finale of the last hand. Obviously, no, you know I'm lying, like, the last dance about George. Wait, James, he hasn't, he hasn't watched every episode yet, right, Brian? I have not, wa- I have not watched every episode what, yet. I'm what saying. have you watched? I think I've watched five of, four or five of them. All right, because... I watched both, I, I watched both Rodmans. That was, that was as much as I've gotten up to. All right, so from what you've seen so far, um, what, what do you think about it? Michael Jordan's a fucking boss. <laughs> you know, first of all, I love his mother. I love his family. Like, he's a self-made man. And he is... Listen, I don't, you can debate... I'm not, I'm not going to debate on the merits of stats and all that stuff. Who's you know, the best basketball player? Because I'm not that into basketball. But Michael Jordan is just a boss. LeBron, to me, is a bitch. You know? Oh, yeah. absolutely. You have two different personalities. And Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time because not only was he the best of his generation, but he he transcends his generation. You know, people, everybody knows who MJ is. And yeah, everybody will know who LeBron is, but I don't think that... MJ is just—he's a—he's a man. He's a fucking man. Now, I—I I totally agree. I think MJ is just on a on a whole nother level. Um, obviously, um, sticking in baseball. Um, obviously, with the Yankees, this will probably impact us. And obviously, you heard the news about Aaron Judge. Um. Do you think Aaron Judge should just get the surgery, bench 2020, and then just roll with Clint Frazier? Um, well, I think that they're going to roll with, they're going to have to roll with more, like, even the, the expanded roster of 26, I would assume that that gets expanded to probably 30. 30 would be 30. With, so with, with the 20-man tax, taxi squad. Yeah, because if if one guy goes down, but you're not planning on quarantining the whole squad, then you have to have somebody at the ready at all times to go. So you're going to have that. You're you're basically going to have um, an infielder, two probably two of each. You know, you could have two extra infielders, two extra outfielders, and then two extra pitchers. Um, however, depending on how you spin it, I guess. Um, I guess from 26, that's only four, but they would figure it out. Um, the point is, is that if, and if they do figure this out with Aaron Judge, sure, I guess they could do the surgery. I, I mean, my thing with Aaron Judge is, is that what is the surgery? What happens after the surgery? You know, like, is this just something that we're going to be dealing with for however long he's in Yankee? Because if this is what we have to look forward to, then Yankee fans today need to come to the realization that Aaron Judge is not going to be a long-term Yankee. 
Here's my thing with Judge. Um, major, major talented, but he just can't stay on the field. So, the timing helps. For all we know, he doesn't play in July. He doesn't play in August. And, and, that, and that's fine with me. I'm pretty sure the Yankees can go 60 games without Aaron Judge and be perfectly fine. But the question, the question the Yankees have to ask themselves, if they do this without surgery, he has to be ready by September. If the answer is no, you have the surgery now. Shut now, him I, down, full baseball I, activity, I, and hopefully he's ready 2021 season right. or in May. That's that's what has to happen. I'm with you, 100%. I agree. Um, another player that people need to keep an eye on is Aaron Hicks. If Aaron Hicks comes back, luckily, you know, Oh, I think he'll be. I think he'll be back. I think Stanton will be back. Stanton looks healthy now. I think he'd be ready to go now. Oh, one hundred percent. He he should be fine. Hicks Hicks is probably going to be ready right for opening day if it's July, and and Paxton should be a hundred percent. So those those are those, those are things that we would not have had otherwise. That's underrated, right there, Paxton. You know, if you don't lose any time with Paxton, and again, you you have to remember where my head is at. I'm not looking at a shortened season as a as a fluke season. I'm looking at this as a chance for the Yankees to do something that you know people are going to remember forever. Everybody's going to remember the team that won the year that we were all fucking quarantined because of coronavirus. Everybody's going to. So it should be the Yankees. And a, a lot of things that people aren't truly thinking about. This partially benefits us with Cole because for the regular season, he's most likely only going to make up to 16 starts. So where if they were to pull a stretch run, he's only going to be making about 23 to 24 starts. No, if, man, it's got to be great for it's got to be great for a world a World Series play. You know, they didn't win, but for a player who pitched in the World Series, yeah, that extra time's got to be great for his arm. Of course, because if it was regular, he'd have a total of, you know, 41 if he made a stretch run. So, how Scott Boris goes crazy about DeGrom, he has 600 less innings. So now this will majorly benefit Cole, and, and it benefits Tanaka, and it benefits Paxton, just in case one of those two come back. And and it probably be Tanaka. If if I'm Paxton, I'm th- this is his last chance as a big contract. So the only way I think he come back to the Yankees is if he signs a one year deal with with the option for the second. But I I don't think he comes back. I would love to have him back, but I don't think he does. Yeah, I think it just depends on what he does. I uh, I think I. I think Lahiro, I think Tanaka comes more than Paxton. I think Paxton will probably get a qualifying offer, so in case anyone finds him, the Yankees will probably get a draft pick out of it. Um, I truly think that uh, Tanaka is definitely going to come back primarily because of how he does postseason. Just don't forget that Tanaka's elbows are hanging by a thread. Don't ever forget that. 
That's that's very true. Um, I'm I'm. I'm gonna bring it up first because my co-host has been having too much of a joy of this. This is the first time the Jets have a legitimate shot at the AFC East, but you don't think so? No, come on, man. Really? Why? I can't see them starting 0 and 4. They're not going to start 0 and 4. They're, I I I I I don't see the Jets starting 0 and 4. I hope they do. Why? This is your first real chance at a Jets good season in at least six years. I don't know what you're talking about. The Jets are in Brian. Jets are in Brian. Rebuild mode. Brian. Look. Look. If if I'm if I'm wow. Peyton Manning, I feel very bad bad about giving giving him a glowing recommendation. 
Well, realistically, I got them going five and eleven or six and ten. They still have a very good defense. Get the fuck out of here! They have no quarterback. They have no quarterback. Bill Belichick is not that good to where Jared Stidham is going to win ten games. No way, it's not going to happen. I bet you, I bet you a hundred dollars right now that the Patriots will not win ten games or more. I I am safe Absolutely. to bet that if you want to bet that. Absolutely. I'm not saying I'm not saying more. I I think that the Patriots are going to be either I I think they'll either be nine and seven or ten and six and win the AFC Fine, uh, I'll give you nine. I'll give you nine. I I say the Patriots will not win at least nine games. Do you take that bet? Absolutely. Not for a hundred bucks. Fifty. I, I, I don't, as a Jet fan, I don't bet that way. Fifty. Um, uh, listen, 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 Brian. We're gonna go six and ten, and I'm going to love every single moment. I, 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 I just want them to go six and ten. I just want them to go six and ten so I can see, so I can see my boys. Shut jumping. up, schmuck. You are a schmuck. All right. <laughs> James, it's not gonna. You don't have to worry about it. It's not gonna fucking happen. <laughs> what, Brian? Why are you this confident? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I'm more confident in the fact that the Jets. Listen, I don't know what's going to happen with the Pats. If the Pats don't sign a quarterback, then you might be right. They may, they may not win more than six or seven games. But I don't think that the Jets are going to be the team that's going to be on the on the beneficiary side of them losing that many games. I just, I don't see it. I don't see the AFC East being a good enough division to have a wild card team. They're yeah, much I better divisions than AFC. You you are more confident than me, but I'm I'm telling you right now, if 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 the Patriots win the AFC East, not only will I be happy, I will be shocked. I will be so shocked that I might not be able to speak right away. Because I'm telling you, I don't see it happening, man. And James, shut your mouth. You are getting way too happy about this. When the last time the Giants have done done anything, their talent never left the boat, all right? So you got to stop, you I'm, schmuck. 
Listen, I, I think time will tell. Um, you know, with training camps hopefully opening up on time and everything, you know, going okay, you know, hopefully we'll have a, a great football season and it will be, you know, I'm just looking for the Jets to make progress. That's it. I, I'm not asking for anything else. I'm very content with where the Jets are. And, uh, and that's pretty much it. It really doesn't matter because at the end of the day, it, it, Patrick Mahomes and Gruden were all living in it. So it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. Yeah, that was You might be right. You might be right. It, no, it is. It is Patrick Mahomes and I mean, the man is the best right now. And my, and, and my buddy has to admit it that he's just the best. He's, he's not the best. He's not. He's not the best, all right? <laughs> That's how you got me feeling now, you. Oh. You're trying to get me to curse. You, you're really trying. You're, you're, you're pushing it. You're pushing it. You're pushing it. And, oh, man. Brian, this is beautiful. Like, just seeing him so angry and so vile, it just warms my heart. It really does. It warms my heart. Like, what? I feel for Patriot fans. I do. Oh, I'm sure. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that you're not going to have the dynasty anymore. I'm so sorry that everything is done. Uh, it breaks my heart so much. You know what? I, I wish the three of us were physically together right now so Brian's new dog, Yogi, could come over to you and piss right on your shoe. He needs to piss right on your shoe and just bite the living hell out of you. That's what needs to happen. Speaking of Yogi, I gotta go walk him, but actually, you know, this, um, I think that now with, you know, NASCAR officially coming back on Sunday and sports, you know, the rest of sports on the horizon, I think, uh, I think, uh, things are, are looking up. Absolutely, and, and Brian, thanks again for coming. Be try to be optimistic, and always. I'll just be realistic. Let's just let's just all be realistic, and 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 just so you know, my mind is solely on baseball. All I want to see is, is my Yankees, and that's that's where my head is at. I like and, that. And we will ho- and we'll hopefully see World Series number twenty-eight, and we kind of need this because I feel like after this pandemic. We, we kind of need a Yankee championship. So let's hopefully get World Series number 28. Thanks, Ryan, for coming on. You got it. Thanks Take care, much. man. See ya. Well, that was the wonderful Brian K. from the Schmear campaign and my schmuck, schmuck, schmuck of a co-host. A trash can human of a being, James. Just, just needs, you know, just, just needs to be punched in the face. This, this is the kind of moment to where I need to have two six foot five goons, right? Knock on your door and you say, what's up? They, they, they grab you. They take you by the neck. They beat the living crap out of you. And then five minutes later, I come strolling up and you're murked up. You are screwed. Like, what happened? I'll be like, you think you're a funny guy, huh? Yeah, you're not so funny now, huh? You're not so funny now. And, and then they say, boss, what, what you want me to do? I'll be like, 
What's, throw, throw this, throw this, throw this MF in a chunk. We taking a ride, man. Let's go. And then I'm going to make sure we go on the road that has the bumps. And we're just going to go on bump after bump after bump and bump and bump. And, and, and then we're going to take out of the trunk. And we'll say, yeah, you still laughing? How's the Patriots doing now? How are they doing now? And they're just going to beat you up some more. We're going to take your clothes. We're not going to kill you, but we're going to take your clothes. We're going to take your wallet. So you have no phone. And and and, and it's going to be on a freezing night. We're going to make sure it's about 20 degrees. And, and, and we're going to still leave you tied up. So you're going to have to jump like the animal. You're going to have to jump like an idiot. And you're going to have to beg you see a car. Beg, alright? That's how you got me feeling right now. Yet, you were here, you, you were at about a 50 with Jay, alright? Then I had an hour cool down. I was feeling good. I was chill. I was laid back, right? I was, I was, I was doing alright. But then you had to start. You had to do it again. You really are becoming an unbecoming man, alright? So you you I'm I'm telling you I'm I'm trying to get I'm trying to get him on the pod so you can shut your mouth but I I would love to get Patrick Mahomes on this pod one time just one time so you can have your little man crush and and you can go in the bed with him and you can love him up because you care more about Patrick Mahomes than your own team. Don't you think it's pretty sad that you hype up Mahomes more? I I would think you're a Chiefs fan. That's how much you talk I about like, Patrick Mahomes, man. You actually, you are obsessed I, I, with the guy. You I you are getting on know. player fan level. No one cares what you have to say right now. No one cares. This is like you are the kid and I am the adult. I am talking. You need to shut your mouth and listen. You had your fun. You had your little nah. little joy. All right. Nah, you gotta done. stop. No, not by not by a long shot. All I can say is, oh, listen. All jokes aside, I just love love kissing you all. That's why I love yeah, kissing you do it too much. That's why I you love do it. You do it too I, much. I love kissing you. <laughs> like, all sorts of time, look, obviously, my New York Giants, there's really nothing to talk about other than DeAndre Baker being an idiot, and we need to see, like, there's really nothing much to talk about. I mean, Daniel Jones... I'm just saying, man, it is pathetic like, I, that you talk about I, the Chiefs more than the Giants. Yeah. I'm just saying. Listen, that's why I need to keep the Giants. I need to see the Giants make improvements. Before I, before, like, because remember, the Giants have not been good since 2011. They only had that one playoff they made and they screwed it up against Green Bay. They have been terrible for the better part of the last nine years. So there's really nothing to talk about. I still root for them. I still watch them. I still have a Giants jersey. I still have my, you know, my Michael Strahan jersey, my Armstead jersey. I will rep the Giants the day I die. No one will ever mistake me for not being a Giants fan. That being said, I appreciate greatness. I love Patrick Mahomes. He's great. He's a great person. But at the same time, too, though, obviously, if the Chiefs are the Giants, I'm taking the Giants 10 out of 10. No question that. 
That's enough about the Chiefs. All I know is that the Patriots are going to have a bad season, and I cannot wait, and my popcorn is going to be so... You know what so I would truly love? You know what I would love? Just for them to be 8-8 eight and eight or better. Because if even if they're 8-8 eight and eight and miss the playoffs, they didn't have the kind of season you thought they had. And just to play these clips over and hear you be such a conceited prick and for you to be wrong. So I hope. I hope Brian's right. I would love it if they're 12-4. and four. I would I love it. I would love it because you'd be like, I thought the dynasty was Ah, shut up. Alright? That's that's exactly what you'd be. You'd be the little girl crying in the fetal position. You'd be like, but, 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 shrink, sir. You told me it was over. You said it. You, yeah. And you'd be wrong. So I really hope that happened. Jared Stidham. I, I need to put this into the atmosphere. You need to shut this schmuck up. You need to shut him up. You need to throw footballs. You need to throw footballs in his face. And you need to shut him up. Because he's becoming too much of an unbecoming, arrogant prick. Alright? And you gotta be knocked down a couple of pegs. You really do. All I'm going to say is we will see. Guys, tomorrow we're going to have the great Keith McPherson. I had my fun today, and now knowing Keith, knowing he's a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan. We are going to be Cowboy up tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be Cowboy Uh, up, talking about how uh, much the Giants suck. uh, I'm going to be like, yo, Keith, how's it feel? How's it feel to own that NFC East? Because the other teams in that division are straight up trash. You got two teams in that wow. division. The Eagles and Cowboys are great. And the Redskins suck. But the Giants, they are garbage. They are pure trash. And what about the Nets owning New York? The Nets are popping in New York. And the Knicks are straight up trash. The Knicks are the crap on someone's shoe. They are the crap in the diaper. The Knicks are straight up garbage. And you're going to make those sides. And you're going to take it like the good little boy you are. Because you had too much fun today. So tomorrow is calm, my friend. And you're going to hear it. And I don't care if you don't like it. But you're going to hear it. And you're going to sit down in that chair until I'm done. Because it's going to be about 40 minutes of that. We'll, we'll get to some Yankee talk. We'll get to some John Boy meeting. We'll do all that first. But then it's going to be nothing but crow for you. Crow and humble pie for me. A big old heaping of chocolate pie. And I am going to love it. I'm going to love it so much to where the whole time I'm going to be smiling. And hearing Keith talk about those cowboys. And hearing you just go, oh, you're such a bad guy. Well, either way, we'll find out tomorrow. And you still have Jerry Sam, so be quiet. As always, life in the streets on the most boss. I'm afraid it's time to say goodbye. And we'll you will wake up a schmuckity Jeff fan, you schmuck. <laughs>